Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Welcome, everyone, to a really exciting and interesting edition of Training Unleashed. And today, we're going to talk about something really personal, which is health. And health and health-related issues are becoming more and more important to companies, especially as the working population becomes older uh, and the cost of health insurance and the impact of health insurance on companies, not, not, not even discounting the fact you know, that people take time off because they're ill, etc. We have a real expert with us today. His name is Kevin Perot, and he is with Transcendent Health, and he is author of the book, The Digital Health Revolution. Um, and we're going to just get into it. We're going to talk about health uh, issues in the workplace, but then we're going to also talk about how training professionals can have an impact. So this is definitely about you. So, Kevin, let's just start off and uh, tell us, I, you know, I know normally you say tell us about the book later, but I'm going to actually start off now and just tell us about what you did to write this book. Because I think it's really interesting what you did. I, I, I could tell everyone what you did, but it'd be better if you did. <laughs> well, thanks, Evan. It's a pleasure joining you here today. Um, I get asked that question a lot when I'm keynoting. And, you know, I am in my 60s. So why start writing books when you're at this late stage in life? And it was really driven by personal experiences. I have a couple of schoolmates that I reconnected with recently. And they were both confiding in me that they have a chronically monitored condition. And being a tech guy and being in the digital health space the last 10 years, I, you know, was curious. I asked them what they use to help them manage their condition. And one of them just laughed and said, geez, are you kidding me? I have type 2 diabetes. I did this to myself. There's no, nothing for guys like me. And my other friend was looking down at his foot and said, look, I, I'm going to probably lose my foot in another year or two. And when it hurts so bad that I can't take it anymore, I schedule an appointment with the doctor. And I thought, wow, that is so heartbreaking. By, by, by the way, my, my brother has lost his part of his foot three times from di type 2 diabetes. It's really heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. um, so, I mean, I realized in the last 10 years I've spent working with MIT and Harvard grads, it, people that were just entirely unaccepting of, of, you know, what this disease was doing to people and wanted to do something about it. And they've created some incredibly innovative companies that no one's heard of. So I decided to buy my friends a book and ship it to them. And I discovered, you know, there's really nothing in this space for the average guy on the street, a consumer, um, plenty written about the industry for the industry, but not anything for you or I, your brother or your sister. And that's what I was aiming for, a pop culture book that allowed you to connect to the innovation that's been going on in the industry using only your smartphone. Cool. So tell us about what you did to learn to write your book, the people you interviewed, all those things. You know, I shamelessly pursued whom I thought were the smartest people and the most respected people in their field. And what I did was I thought of healthcare as a value chain. On the one side, you've got providers, your doctor. On the other side, you've got payers, your insurance company. And in between are a lot of innovators who are really addressing some problems that we've always sort of thought were unmanageable, right? 
um, providing people with wonderful tools to help educate them, provide them with better content and context for why they do what they do and, and uh, uh, the effects that it has on their overall health in an incremental way. Um, and from there, I just went out and I shamelessly pursued them and said, please let me interview you. I'd like to capture and share what it is that you're doing in this space so that you can reach a broader audience than what you're doing. Um, and I think the genius formula for success kicked in when I realized that a lot of these companies um, who provided the big names for me to interview are now buying the book and giving it to employees and using it at trade shows and stuff. So um, we're off to a sensational start with the book sales. And I think the, you know, for me, um, the gratification there is, is that people are actually reading it and learning about it, not necessarily, um, you know, selling a book. I mean, my, my mission really was to help my friends and to help people better connect to our industry. So I'm going to give a shameless plug for your book. <laughs> so I, I interview a lot of authors who have books and, you know, go to Amazon, buy the book. You can actually go to a bookstore and buy your book because you've sold tens of thousands of these books and they're very popular and a lot of people are utilizing your book to educate people in the workforce about health. Uh, and, you know, so <laughs> this, is a, this is really an opportunity for companies to look at your book and, and, and use it as part of the educational tool. So I want to dig in. The name is The Digital Health Revolution. What the heck is digital health? Um, you know, I define digital health as the intersection of technology, healthcare, and consumers. I refuse to call consumers patients or or members, um, although God knows you need to have patients to navigate our U.S. healthcare system. But um, <laughs> at, at a very high level, I mean, I think that best describes it. We first started out calling it mobile health, but we realized, you know, there's more going on than just what you see on your phone. I mean, your phone literally is your engagement link. Um, but on the back end, you've got analytics engines that are driven by AI and algorithms that can help detect trends and patterns that are moving in the wrong direction and then reconnect that data to someone who can help you either manage your condition or get to the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. You know, it, it's, int it's interesting, but I, I've known Kevin now for 30 some odd years. And I remember Kevin uh, 10 or 15 years ago walking around and using apps and counting how many feet he had walked and what he had done for exercise. Uh, and, uh, and Kevin is the, the picture of good health. Um, so is your book about that kind of technology or is it different than that? Um, you know, I, I think you should look at it this way. Um, everybody that we know has a smartphone. Um, and what the smartphone is giving us the ability to do is to connect to anything and, and everything healthcare. Um, we've never really had that uh, opportunity before. I mean, if you look at healthcare, it's really a misnomer. It's, it's sick care. It's not healthcare. And from Hippocrates up to present, um, you know, it's basically doctor knows best. We've got all the information and we'll share with you what we think um, you're capable of digesting. Spin the happy clock forward and you look at writers like Dr. Eric Topol and Topol is coming along and, and really standing that on its, on its head and saying, hey, look, an educated patient is a participative patient. So we need to do everything that we can to get their oars in the water and rowing in the same direction as us. And we should embrace that. 
So, I mean, I look at it this way. You can connect to your doctor. You can connect to your nutritionist. You can connect to your fitness instructor. You can connect to your clinician. And you can surround that with social inputs from people who love you and care about you. I mean, you know, if you look at employee wellness as an example of a slow starting segment of digital health, I think we figured out uh, pretty early on that the social inputs we respond to aren't necessarily our employees, but boy, if you allow that employee to surround himself with a spouse or a a brother or a sister, um, we respond to that. I mean, a good example is, is, you know, I have friends that go bike riding and, you know, I actually can track that through our employee wellness program where I did when I was working for a a company, a large company. Um, But the person I responded to because I can't turn her off was my wife who said, Hey, Jeff Smith is riding his bike this weekend. Are you going to go riding with him? Um, You know, so we're learning how to better leverage social and gaming principles with a lot of these uh, solutions. And I, I think that, uh, Um, that's really solved the most vexing of problems, which is how do you engage? How do you sustain the engagement? And then how do you capture that data and and bring it back to guys like Evan and Kevin in a way that solves a real world problem for them and adds value to their life? So I think that's kind of where we're at with the industry. And we've made some incredible strides. Um, In fact, it's shocking what you can do now with your phone. And again, one of the reasons why I wrote the book was, Um, You know, we in the industry seem to know a lot about it, but we haven't really done a great job of disseminating that out to the rest of the population. Why don't you share some examples for people? Um, You know, I I think there are some pretty cool gee whiz technologies out there that, you know, are are my go-tos. I get up in the morning and I do this every day to basically help eradicate health disparities. So I look at companies like BrightMD, and BrightMD is a telehealth solution. And, and on the surface of it, that's not a very exciting um, application or use case. But what BrightMD has figured out is that, you know, we shouldn't be competing with the doctor. I shouldn't be rolling this solution out and saying, hey, forget scheduling an appointment with your doctor. Come to my, use your iPad and come to me instead. Um, it's a solution that basically extends your doctor. And the reason I mentioned them, Evan, is because they're very good at working with organizations like Consejo Sano down in Los Angeles, who basically are in their mission driven organization that exists to help bring healthcare to poor and needy organization or poor and needy um, impoverished neighborhoods. So here's a technology that connects really well with them. Um, and it's a very simple technology that you can use your phone or your iPad to use. Now, Kaiser on the opposite end of that scale will send uh, a driverless car out to your home and allow you to jump in with your children and take all your vitals and biometrics. So there's some really cool stuff that's going on, um, and it depends on who your provider is and who your your insurance uh, payer is as to what you can get access to. But as a consumer, what I'm finding out is that a lot of people, especially on the employee side, now when I give um, this talks out to employers, employees are the ones that are coming in and saying, hey, what about this one company that I read about when I was flying back from Boston to San Francisco? Why don't we evaluate uh, uh, solutions like that? What a wonderful environment that we've created where employees are saying, hey, look, you can help me become a more healthy version of myself and I'll use the tool. 
So that, that's one example. Um, Vim is another one. It's an Israeli company, and I love these guys because there's nothing to download. You don't even know you're using it. Um, if you and I are in Las Vegas doing a show and you and I get sick, where do we go? We wander into the nearest emergency room probably um, because it's the closest thing that we could find. As we wander into that emergency room, Vim will pop up on our phone and say, Evan, is this really an emergency? Kevin, are you experiencing these types of problems? Um, did you know, for example, that there is a lower cost venue a block and a half away from where you are at? So nothing to download, no app, no login, nothing. It's pretty cool. I mean, and I think that one of the challenges the innovators have had to overcome is how do you get guys like Evan and Kevin to engage and make it absolutely frictionless? So um, you're seeing some innovators come along and, and solve some vexing problems. Um, and on the employer side, there's just a cornucopia of new solutions that are available that will help you select your benefits, select your doctor. Let's shift to that side here because that's what people care about. What are the opportunities for better health on the cor- uh, for corporations? What are the things corporations can do? Um, there's plenty that they can do. I think, and there's uh, some really good examples of people who have done it and done it well and saved millions. I think the the probably the most famous example is there's a CEO here in California. His name is Steve Bird, and he ran Safeway. Um, and Safeway quite literally held the line on their healthcare costs for five years um, when healthcare was expiraling at a rate of about 20 to 22% in terms of cost increases. So if you took a, uh, I mean, using simple math, even at a million dollars a year to manage your population on health over five years time, that's either going to be $2 million if you're not doing what Steve Bird and Safeway were doing or $1 million um, and look at the savings there. So there's tons of tools in that space. I like companies like Virgin Pulse. Um, I like companies like Rally Health. Uh, Rally's pretty intriguing because what they'll do is they'll walk you through startup uh, from benefit selection to, okay, I've got my benefits, but now I need to schedule a doctor's appointment um, all the way through to employee wellness. Here are some challenges And if you participate in the challenge, we will go ahead and um, align our rewards program so that you can get something that's of value and use for you and your wife. Um, Whether that's gym memberships, cruises, whatever, we want to reward the employees that are exhibiting good behaviors um, and, and we want to continue to influence them toward those good behaviors and then bring everybody into that sphere and show them how much fun that the guys are having that are making the right decisions. Okay. So it sounds like companies have a lot of opportunities and tools to improve outcomes and and make their workplace healthier. Um, Let's just talk now if we can shift a little bit to just what companies can do just to literally, not technologically, but just to educate uh, and and to engage their, their workforce in the conversation. Sure. You know, Evan, you're touching upon, I think, what I would still describe as a bit of a gap and maybe even an opportunity. Um, I mean, God bless the innovators, right? They solved a problem that was really conventional wisdom would suggest is unsolvable. Um, And they roll it out to an employer and nothing happens sometimes. I mean, it just, 
It, it just does. Um, the VP of HR, God bless her or him, um, you know, they, they had the innovation, forward-looking thinking in the chutzpah to come and do something different and disruptive, um, but they forgot the last leg of the journey, which is how do you get people to sign up? How do you get them to actually use the solution? On the innovator side, Kevin, um, just so you know, yep. the people you're talking to today, and the people in the training department, that's what they do for a living: is they interact with the the employees of the organization and engage with them on the things that are the priorities of the company. Yeah. Um, and if a, if health and wellness is a priority of the company, and for many companies, it should be because a lot of companies self-insure, health insurance and things like that. I mean, health health should be a huge opportunity for the training department to have a big financial impact. Um, yeah. These are these are the people you need to reach. And at least that's my opinion. That's why I wanted you as a guest on the show. You know, um, Evan, I, I agree. Um, on the innovator side, you've got people that literally have solved something, but they're not necessarily the same people that will stand in front of an employer and show them how to use it, how to maximize ROI. Um, and if the training organizations within these companies focus on this as an opportunity, wow, what an opportunity it is. I mean, that's really proper alignment of technology, payers, providers, and all the services that they offer, as well as employers. And in my next book, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring this whole concept of um, healthcare, fixing healthcare is a shared responsibility. And I think on the employer side, the responsibility that, that they can share and, and the contribution that they can make is providing employees with the proper training to be able to first assess what tools make sense for me and how do I use these tools? How do I acquire them? And how do I just familiarize myself with how to participate, I guess, is a, for lack of a better way of saying it. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. So let me, just because I have a training background, let me just kind of throw out some ideas and thoughts and get maybe get your feedback on it. Sure. But, um, you know, it, it would seem to me that when you onboard new employees, that integrating health training and tools that the company has decided that it wants to use or offer to get people that, you know, from day one indoctrinated and, and in, in, in use of that. Uh, it would also seem to me that putting and creating training, maybe online training on how to use apps if they're using apps or how to use telehealth and things of that nature would be important. And then in the ongoing regular uh, training development curriculum, in addition to, to normal skills, to have ongoing training about how to improve one's health and keeping that topic you know, front, front of mind. Um, I, I think you've nailed it. Um, honestly, I think you did. Um, if you take a look at the challenge that anyone has just in trying to be the best version of themselves that they can be. Um, and I, I really don't like to pick on people with chronic conditions because we don't all fall into that category. And, and um, you know, I, I think the choices can sometimes be daunting and overwhelming. 
And I think this is where a training department can come in and say, all right, look, there's 101 solutions that address this specific challenge or problem or, or area that you're trying to move the needle with. Um, we vetted them. Here are the top five. Um, here's how you can download them. And here's how you can use them. And here's some messaging assets and tools to help you choose what's going to be best for you. Um, I think digital health assets are, are, are all highly personal in terms of um, how you connect with them. They're not all invented equally. I mean, if you take a look at just the nutrition apps, as a, for example, um, nutrition was a, a, uh, it drives me nutty. I think most of the initial solutions in this space were for obesity management. I mean, you're now starting to see apps kind of slowly turn the corner and say, you know, this is one of the fundamental pillars of good health. Why do we wait for people to have a weight issue um, before we offer them solutions? So it, along those lines, you kind of figure out, all right, well, if my employer is taking an active approach to assessing, all right, well, this one's for obesity management. So you probably, you know, don't fit in that category. But if you're looking for, this is how to build a, uh, a menu plan for the week that really helps make sure that your calorie intake is solid and, and in line with what a person your age and and uh, in weight and, and uh, makeup should be eating and drinking, um, you'll tack toward the one that's more aligned to you. But I think that's an area where we could use some help, right? I mean, you, yeah. you've got all these innovators doing some really cool stuff, but how do you sort through all that stuff? And then how do you acquire them and how do you initially use the solution? Hopefully on that last part, um, it should be easy by now because we really are into the, about the eighth or ninth year of designing these solutions for consumers as opposed to for somebody to take to an employer, to use at an employee level. Um, I mean, it's so convoluted. You know, I think you've got innovators that are designing things for you and I now, so they should be easier, easier to use once the training department, I think, helps you suss out what's the best one for you and how do you acquire it. And so what we do on the show, Kevin, is we unleash training, right? So you're sitting here saying, hey, there's a solution. There are tools that can make a huge difference. And training is the key to unleashing that for companies to make a real difference. Um, and that's, you know, that's why you're here. Um, I want, I know you have a free offer, uh, and I also think it would be good for you to talk about your company um, and what you do, because not every company necessarily is up to date, and I know you help organizations find the right solution for themselves. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what your company does and about your free offer? Sure. And um, then we'll get, then we'll get to your one tip. Okay. Um, Transcendent Health is uh, at a very high level a strategy and business development management consulting firm that focuses exclusively on healthcare and healthcare technologies. We've pivoted a couple times, but our sweet spot seems to be helping employers, helping payers, and helping providers make sense of the whole digital health landscape. Um, what makes sense for you? What's your strategy? What are you trying to drive and how are you getting there? Um, where do you want to be in two to three years? And then roadmap that and align the technologies that best meet your objective and, and help and help you uh, basically help you achieve your goals. 
we started life basically working only with startups. I mean, I thought it was the coolest space in healthcare to be. These were the guys that just absolutely were unaccepting of status quo and just absolutely were solving problems that we always said were unsolvable. Um, and it was a great place to be, but over time, what happened was the challenges, you know, we went from, okay, you need to first ideate, then you need to prove that the concept works, then you need to prove that the business model works, then you need to scale that. So as we've moved through ideation to proof of concept to scaling, um, the nature of our engagements has have changed. So now we're working with bigger companies and helping them basically suss out what their digital health strategy will be, helping them vet what solutions make sense for them. But there's still a gap with respect to, all right, we've identified what we should be offering employees. How do we get the employees to use it? Which is where I think, you know, training can sometimes fit. Not sometimes, it, it, it will fit. Um, and it will fit nicely. It's still a bit of a gap. So people should reach out to you if they want your help and expertise and finding the right match for what they need for their companies from a technological point of view. And why don't you tell us about your free offer and, and how that works? Um, well, the, uh, the book is available on our website. It's uh, called The Digital Health Revolution, and um, our website is an HTTPS colon forward forward slash transcendent.health. Um, not transcendent.health? Transcendent.health. Yeah, um, well, the whole word health. Exactly. The whole okay. world health. You, uh, you, there's no .com. It's a .health uh, uh, domain name. So we, uh, we thought we were clever doing that, but um, we, we lose some traffic when people try to find us on the transcended.health, uh, transcended.com. So enough on that. But uh, the book is available, and um, I encourage people to just uh, get a copy of the book to basically see if it makes sense for your organization. We came back and we did a big uh, employee presentation um, for Marsh McLennan and Associates uh, in Boston recently. And I was pretty shocked at the pace of the discussion and the depth of the questions that the employees were asking. Six years ago, it would have been stone cold silence. Um, do we have to go? And now people are coming in and saying, hey, we use this solution and it's crap what else is there that's out there? Because there's got to be something better than this. Um, and it's, it's nice to see employees demonstrating that they're interested and inclined to participate and they just need to be shown how and what to use. So if they go to your website though, don't you have some free information? Oh, we do have some information on what we do. Um, and I'm stumbling on the, what's the free part, right? Um, the, we don't really give away anything for free. I mean, we are consultants and we do provide a service. Um, I usually will talk with people up front and, and, uh, there's, I thought you said you had an excerpt or something. Um, well, we have, uh, uh, excerpts from the, uh, from the book that we're, uh, publishing as, uh, basically blog posts. So if you wanted to hear from Andy Slavitt, who ran, CMS and Medicare and Medicaid and help transition us toward value-based care, um, you can spend some quality time with Andy Slavitt, um, who I think is the ubermensch of, of healthcare. I mean, his new fund is focused only on mission-driven companies that will help companies eradicate health disparities. He, he's not the most ROI-driven guy in the world. He wants to find innovators that are going to help 
poor populations of health. Um, and God bless him for that. We need more Andy Slavitz um, and uh, less focus on greed and revenue in healthcare. So there is information they can learn on your website. There is. We got to work on this because, you know, the, the goal of most people is to say, hey, come and get the free tidbits and then they buy your book and then they might engage you. But, Listen, um, learn and share. I'm, I'm, I'm learning right now. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had one tip to share, now this is a training show, but I, I, I'm going to let you have the option of doing the tip on health. Like, hey, if you did one little thing for your health, or it could be a tip that you would give to the people that are listeners, or you could do two tips. We'll, we'll let you figure it out. I'm putting you totally on the spot here. Um, I, I think the one lesson that I've learned is the importance of consistency. Develop a routine and track whatever it is that you do using tools that make it fun and are easy to use and as frictionless as possible. Like for me, I'm a walker. I walk between five and eight miles a day. That's a lot, but I don't really go on long walks. What I do is I park as far away from the store that I'm going to shop at as possible. I take the stairs. I don't take the escalator or the elevator. I do little things, and I think the more that people do that, the more active that they become, the more their energy and confidence goes up. Um, and it just has this wonderfully uplifting effect. Um, uh, doctors will tell you this is the endorphin rush of, uh, um, you know, working out. and it's, it's way more addicting than any drug that you'll ever take. So I just encourage people to start somewhere. And then I remind them that virtually everything that they do can be tracked on their phone. I, I have a consumer health scoring company that I started 10 years ago. I still use that app because it allows me to track about 105 different activities and it keeps track of everything that I'm doing. People sometimes ask, well, where do I start? Hey, if you're an Apple guy, open up your Apple health kit. Um, you'd be amazed at all the choices for nutrition and for activity tracking and all this that you can do. And I, I don't like to recommend specific solutions because I don't work for these companies, but I just recommend that people find the one that works best for them and stay true to that as a routine. So don't forget. I, love, I love consistency as your tip because I can absolutely see it as a health thing, right? So, you know, I've, I've heard that, you know, like if you work out all your life, but then you stop, it's like six months later, it's like you never worked out. Um, you know, and you, you need, you need to have consistency in your, in your diet and work at, but the other thing I like about consistency is, and you don't realize this is you gave a great training tip, which is great training is consistent. Great training isn't one and done. Great training is continuous. Uh, training on health should be continuous. Any, anything that's important in an organization needs consistency and follow up and it's not once and done. So it's actually a great training tip. Kevin, I want to thank you for being on the show. I obviously want to thank our listeners for taking the time to listen. I think a lot of great tidbits on a topic, frankly, that isn't talked about that much in the world of training. So really appreciate you being here. My pleasure, Evan. Thanks. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. 
We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.